best friends and introverts, welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, we are going to be talking about the introvert special, that is, being alone without feeling lonely. I am super good at this, but I have not always been good at it. So if you are someone who wants to master this, you want to just be able to be alone without feeling lonely, this is for you. Or if you're an introvert like me and you're super good at this and want that solidarity, stick around. But before that, I'm going to give you just a quick little mini life update situation and of course our customary mental health check. So what's been going on in my life? A lot has been going on in my life. First, I did something super out of character for myself. I hate showing up to anything where like I don't know anyone, somewhere I haven't been before, staying overnight, all that I don't do. I don't do it. I don't like it. I'm not into it. But (laughs) I signed up for a weekend tennis camp. So you may know that I play tennis. I'm medium good. I'm not super good. I'm not bad either. And you may also know that I live in Texas. So three hours away from me near the San Antonio area is the John Newcomb Tennis Ranch. And they have tennis camps for kids, obviously, and for adults. So I signed up for a weekend. I'm going in August for three days and I'm going there by myself. No one I know is going. I've never been to this place before. I actually just heard about it uh, about a month ago from a friend that I play tennis with. And she invited me to go with her and her team if they had any spots open. They did not have any spots open. And as it turns out, I was selected for jury duty on the Friday that they were going to go. So that wasn't going to work out anyway. But as it turned out, I was looking at going in August anyway. And then my husband was invited to this like boys weekend or whatever. So they're going to go and do their boys thing in North Carolina, I think. And that same weekend, I am going to go to the San Antonio area and do this tennis ranch thing. I think it'll be fun. They have three tennis clinics. You stay two nights. I think it'll be a good time. I like playing tennis. I'm super competitive. I'm a very athletic person. I'm really looking forward to it, but I'm also like, what did I get myself into? Like, I don't do these things. I don't go places where I don't know people. I don't like staying the night places by myself. So it's gonna be an experience. I'm sure it will be fine. And this is going to be a summer of trying new things. We're doing it. Feeling good about it. Number two, I have been journaling again. You might not know the history behind this, but I stopped journaling when I was between 16 and 17 because somebody found one of my journals and kind of used what I had written about to blackmail me and punish me and that kind of thing. So really not um, a pleasant experience and one that has obviously scarred me since then. It's been more than 10 years and I just started doing it again. I don't know what inspired me, but I was just like, you know, I think I just want to have this like place where I can just dump. You know what I mean? And I like to just be able to write it down, think it through, be done with it and just never have to look at it again. I am someone who like goes back and reads their journals and it's kind of mm, humiliating sometimes the things that I would write about, but it's fine. Like it's just a place, it's for me, 
no one else is going to see this thing. I'm in a home environment now where I feel very secure and safe and I know no one is going through my stuff. So anywho, I'm doing that. I think it's been great for my mental health actually and I'm reminded of why I did it and I'm wondering why. I mean, I know why I haven't done it for so long. Like that was a really traumatic thing to have someone find my journal and then be punished for what I wrote about. Like that really sucked. But I mean, it's a really therapeutic thing. I'm a writer, like writing my feelings down and my thoughts down and whatever is actually a really good thing for me. So if you don't journal and you're like, hmm, maybe I want to, give it a shot. Worst thing that happens is you probably have a really nice journal sitting around. You'll use a few pages and then you'll forget about it. Like that's the worst case scenario. All right, next. Um, I have been off of birth control pills, hormonal birth control for about three weeks and my body is like, (laughs) what the heck is going on? I have been, when I tell you, I have been so bloated lately. Maybe this is TMI, but you know what? You guys are my best friends and I'm going to tell my best friends about what is going on with my body. So I have been amazingly bloated. I have literally never in my life, except for when I've been sick, been this bloated. I'm like, okay, what is happening? As it turns out, um, I need to be like a lot more hydrated than I have historically have been. So I drink a bunch of water and the bloating goes down. Like, okay, got it. So I need to take care of my body. Okay, I'll do that. My skin cleared up. My skin looks amazing. Amazing. Some people, it looks great on birth control. For me, looked not good on birth control. So my skin, amazing. Energy, pretty good, actually. Pretty good, except for when I take my allergy medicine at night and then I try to get up eight hours later and I still feel like I am in a fog. Okay. But otherwise, like I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like my body's starting to get back into a rhythm. And for me so far, been a great decision to get off birth control. Number four, Uh, contain your shock. (laughs) I actually left my home for something other than tennis and I got a coffee with my friend. We were just sitting in the Starbucks. I got my favorite drink. It is the, what is it called? Iced brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso. It is elite. It is my favorite drink. I love it. It's just sweet enough, but just coffee flavored enough, just strong enough to give me that, you know, kick. Loved that. I loved catching up with my friend. I haven't seen her in, oh my gosh, it's been like a month and a half, maybe two months. We usually do writing group together and we haven't done that because of people's travel and whatever. So we're going to start that up again soon, but I just wanted to kind of get together and just chat and it was really nice getting together with her and it was a good experience actually leaving the house. Like I'm starting to integrate back into society somewhat. And finally, I am making amazing progress on book number three. I am planning to be finished with it by the end of next week at the very latest, but I'm doing really, really good. I set aside a day a week where the only thing that I do is focus on that book. Like I don't make phone calls. I don't go to appointments. I don't work on client work. I only work on my book and it's turned out to be an absolute freaking game changer for me. So Wednesdays, catch me only working on book number three. And then once I'm done with it by the end of next week, 
I am actually the end of this week when you're listening to it. So the end of June 2022, when I am finished with it, I'm going to send it out to my beta readers. While they're reading it, I am also going to read it, do my synopsis, fine tune my query letter. And then in July, I'm going to start submitting it to agents again. I am so excited. I am so optimistic. I'm reading this book again, kind of with fresh eyes. And I'm like, this is a great book. Like, I'm so excited to share it. I'm so excited to send it to agents. I just want people to read it. I think it is an awesome, awesome book. I'm very proud of it. So all that being said, I think my mental health is at like a four, maybe a three and a half. And you're like, but wait, you've told me all these amazing things that have been happening to you. And I'm like, yes, a lot of amazing things have been happening. And my mood overall has been pretty good. So three and a half to four, somewhere in there. But what has been a really common thing lately is that I have become like the emotional dumping ground for people. And this is like a double-edged sword for me because I, I love listening to people. I love being able to be there for my friends and for even for people I don't know. Like I, I like being able to give you that, that solace and that that feeling of I'm not alone or I have someone to talk to or, or whatever you need. Like, I love to be that. But I'm finding that it's really starting to actually take a toll on me. It just makes me feel so tired sometimes. And it's just because when I'm listening to people, especially people that I care about, it feels like I take on some of that emotional weight. And this isn't anyone's fault but my own, genuinely. I think there's something about me that like people have always told me like their deepest darkest secrets I don't know if I have like a face that looks like I can keep a secret I don't know what the deal is but this is very common this is not new for me but what is new is how fatigued I'm becoming because of it and I think it's because I have all these other things happening in my own life and I have very limited emotional energy to give to others so that's on me right? People who have always historically come to me to talk about their problems or people that I see like in or I talk to on the phone, like customer service people. I don't know what the deal is, but like people love to tell me their problems and that's okay. That's fine. But I need to also learn how to create a boundary. I don't know how to do that. Uh, I'm very much like a people pleaser. Don't love that about myself. I don't love that I'm like Yeah, definitely. You can totally tell me about whatever's going on with you and then I'll just take it, take it in and take on that burden and then eventually it will subside or I'll journal about it and it will subside. But I do need to figure out how to create that boundary or how to have more emotional energy to give because carrying on the way that I am is not going to work. It's just not going to work. So that's why I'm at like a three and a half, four. So, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, right? Because all this good stuff is happening, but yet I'm being pulled back. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. We'll just say it's a four. We'll say it's a four because thinking about it now, like I feel pretty good. And I think that I feel actually a little bit better because I was able to talk to my best friends about it. So yeah, that's what's been going on with me. That's my mental health rating. We're sticking to a four. Um, so tell me what's going on with you. Tell me. I want to hear. I genuinely do want to hear it. Like, obviously, you're not talking to me. If you were talking to me, that would be awesome. But check in with yourself. 
ask yourself how you're actually doing and be honest with yourself, right? If you're someone who is like me and you are taking on this emotional burden that you really don't have the energy for, maybe it's time for us to like investigate boundaries, you know? And if you're taking on just more work than you can handle, maybe it's time to just learn how to create boundaries, period. I think boundaries are really hard to create and it always makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. And maybe you're like that too, but boundaries are important and checking in with yourself is very, very important. So take a second right now, rate your mental health from one to five, one being absolutely horrible, five being amazing, could not be better. And just be honest, how are you doing? Is however you're doing, is it okay? Can you improve it? What is dragging you down? No matter what you're feeling, it's fine. It's all going to be okay. It, everything is going to work out. Okay? And while you are pondering that, I will share my book, TV show, or movie of the week. And it's actually two movies. And please contain your shock. Okay? Because, because I have been very vocal about my dislike for Spider-Man and the Spider-Man movies. I think they are kind of quippy. They've always been like the least serious Avenger movies. Although ironically, I really liked Thor Ragnarok, okay? But the Spider-Man was just not it for me. It was just not the right humor. I just was not into it. So Spider-Man Homecoming, eh, just okay. Wasn't really a fan. Over the last two days, my husband and I watched the Far From Home and No Way Home. They are actually very good, especially No Way Home. Far From Home was a little bit predictable for me because I kind of knew who was going to be the villain already. And I don't know if it's because of the name of the villain, like I already recognized it, but I kind of called it and like for me, it was easy to tell what was going to happen. But No Way Home, I don't want to give anything away, okay? But... I really enjoyed how they played with the the whole theme of the metaverse, how we get into kind of a Doctor Strange Spider-Man thing. If you watch Doctor Strange, you know that he's like the magician and he can go into the mirror dimension and stuff. Okay, anyway, if you're not into Marvel, over your head. If you are into Marvel, you know what I'm talking about. And I think it is very, very interesting. And for me, if you like the Avengers movies, I think you will like the second two and particularly the last one, Spider-Man No Way Home, a lot because I love the Avengers movies. I like the Captain America movies, Thor, Iron Man, all that. I've watched all the movies in the spaghetti order. I own all the movies in the spaghetti order. And No Way Home for me was actually like really good. I loved just toward the middle. They brought in elements that I was not expecting. It was so, so cool. And I don't want to give it away because I want you to have the same experience that I had of recognition if you have been watching Spider-Man movies from the beginning. I would highly recommend it. For me, I would actually say five stars for No Way Home, four stars for Far From Home, Far From Home, again, a little predictable. No Way Home, so good. I loved it. I loved it. It was a little bit darker, but maybe that's why I loved it. Okay, so let's jump into the topic of the week, which is being alone without feeling lonely. I think this is a super important skill to master, especially in today's day and age of being constantly stimulated. 
whether it's by TV, by social media, video games, your phone always having notifications for the dumbest. All the apps want to notify me. I don't understand why my weather app needs to send me a notification. Okay, not all applications need to send me a notification. I do not care. Okay, anywho, I think that people who must be surrounded by others at all times are more likely to have friendships or relationships that maybe aren't the best just to avoid being alone. And I say this as someone who used to be that person. I used to be someone who needed someone to help me. Like I, I could not go through my own emotional turmoil stuff. I needed someone to listen to me. I needed someone to be there for me because I did not believe that I was enough to take care of it by myself. I then had relationships and friendships that just were not great. I was in a relationship for years that I flat out should not have been in. Now, was part of it poor self-esteem? Absolutely. But part of it is that I just did not want to be alone. Like there was something about being alone that is always seen as negative. And especially in romantic relationships, if you're single, oh, so sorry, you're single. Uh, Let me set you up with someone. Like you have to be in a relationship. And you do not. You do not have to be in a relationship to be a fully fulfilled person. Although I was the person that needed those relationships, I do feel like I kind of had this natural ability to be alone, but learning how to be alone without feeling lonely was a skill that I had to learn. So maybe for you, maybe you're like, I'm alone and not lonely all the time. That's amazing for you. Uh, Not all of us have that, okay? And if you are like me and you are very introverted, so don't really want to go out and be drained by people, but you're not really good with staying home or just being alone somewhere by yourself without feeling lonely, I got you. So the first step is realizing that you have everything that you need within yourself. 100% of everything that you need is within yourself already today. I think it's important to stop acting like we're helpless You know, like we don't need other people to fulfill us. That's not to say that we don't need human interaction. That's not what I mean. But I do mean that we should not look at other people as a way to fulfill us, to fulfill everything that we need. If you rely on your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever to be your best friend, to be your provider, to be the person that you're always going to hang out with, to be everything that you need in your life, that's going to burn out the relationship. Like you need to be able to separate the relationship and the relationship that you have with yourself. It's important to understand why you want to be around others. What is it that you feel that you are lacking currently that you're like, okay, well, I need to reach out to this person to fulfill this. Are you perhaps afraid of your own company? I am re-watching True Blood. If you've watched True Blood, you know how rough the first season is. I mean, the acting is not, I mean, it's not great. The special effects, also not great. <laughs> also not great, but I love the show. So I'm re-watching True Blood and Tara is one of the characters 
and she is going to have this exorcism. It's super expensive. And she's like, well, why should I pay you for this? And the exorcist woman is like, next time you're alone, I challenge you to look in the mirror for 10 seconds. If you can't stand to be alone with yourself for 10 seconds, come back here. Needless to say, Tara could not be alone with herself for more than maybe four seconds, which is, it's kind of sad. I feel really bad for the character. I feel really bad for the character. She has a lot of stuff working against her. And as such, she's kind of developed this really hard exterior, but she really does need people. Um, and she struggles a lot with self-hate. So if you don't want to be alone because you dislike yourself so strongly, it's just something to analyze. Number two, realize that being alone does not mean you need to be bored. Being alone is not boring to me. Being alone is when I get my best work done, when I feel like I can be as creative and as passionate as I could possibly want about my writing, about whatever project I'm working on, and I'm just free to just go. When I'm alone, I can read and not feel like, okay, well, am I being rude? Like, should I be making conversation? I can just read and mind my own business. When I am alone, when I'm walking alone, I love walking alone. Love a good walk with a companion, but walking alone is just next level, right? It's just this time with yourself and it's just nothing else. To me, there is such value in my own companionable silence. I think there's a lot to be said for someone you can be just completely silent with. Like, you guys are each doing your own thing. You know what I mean? And I think that being alone can be exactly like that. Very comfortable, very relaxed, just doing your own thing without this anxiety of, oh my god, I feel so lonely. I need to reach out to this person. Let me check my phone. Let me see what's going on on Instagram. None of that. Number three, fall in love with yourself. And I mean this in the most explicit way. Fall in love with yourself. Romanticize yourself. We are not in summer of 2022. We are not doing negative self-talk. It's just not happening. I'm not doing it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I am tired of looking in a mirror and thinking anything negative about myself. No. I am beautiful. I am athletic. I am strong. I am awesome right? I am not looking at my writing and thinking, oh man, I could be better. No. I am awesome at what I do. I'm very talented. I am so creative. I have so much to offer the world. And it is your turn to do this too. There is something so powerful about solitude. And solitude, when you genuinely love and appreciate yourself as a person, amazing. Chef's kiss. So good. And if you're like, look, girl, like, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not there. I'm not there. I don't love myself. I think I kind of suck. Okay. Okay, we'll start, we'll, we will start where you are. I want you, at the very minimum, to treat yourself like a sim. We have all played the sim, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. You need to look at your little status bars of all the things that you need, 
right? You have like your social thing, you have your food thing, you have your shower thing. You need to look at all your little status bars and make sure they are all filled up, okay? And when all your basic needs are being met, then just like in The Sims, you can pursue other things that make you happy. Try new things, build confidence in yourself, right? Try something that you've never done before or try something that you've done before, but you kind of forgot about, okay? I, I'm, lately I'm like really big into positive self-talk, into manifesting. So if I believe that I am amazing, if I believe that I am about to be just um, ridiculously successful with my books, it's going to happen. It is right around the corner. So believing in yourself is loving yourself. And I know, you know what? I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds corny, but I don't care. I want you to romanticize everything about yourself. And the next time that you look in a mirror and you're just like, ugh, no, absolutely not. You need to say three nice things to yourself. They do not have to be things about your physical appearance. You can say, I am brave, I am caring, and I am charismatic. Right? Those are all three great qualities. And then you can go on about your day. We are not going to look in the mirror and say, I am ugly. Because you're not. You're not. I'm sorry to tell I don't even need to see you to know that you are beautiful. Okay? So fall in love with yourself. Treat yourself like a sim. Treat yourself like you would treat your very best friend. Because at the end of the day, we are the longest relationship that we are ever going to have. We know ourselves better than anyone else is going to know us. And that makes you even more lovable to yourself because you are able to see everything inside yourself, all this potential that maybe other people can't see just yet, but you can see it. And you need to be your biggest cheerleader and your best friend. Fall in love with yourself. Number four, I encourage you to either A, avoid social media, or B, curate your consumption. I feel, even today, I feel most lonely when I'm looking at social media. And what's wild is that I don't even know the people that I'm looking at. Literally have never met these people, will never meet these people. They're like influencers or people that like I like their content on social media. But they're going on these trips and spending all this time with their friends and it looks amazing and blah, blah, blah. And you can feel lonely and inadequate. And I'm just like, hold up. <laughs> How am I feeling lonely? Looking at people I literally do not know will never meet right? It's not going to happen. We don't even live in the same vicinity for us to meet each other ever, ever in life, ever. So I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling inadequate because of some stranger's content. Unacceptable. We're not doing that anymore. And if I am alone and I'm scrolling Instagram as I am prone to do or TikTok, which, you know, it's a problem, I am more likely to feel lonely and unfulfilled. I've already shared with you that I have like a scrolling problem on TikTok. Those videos, they, man, their algorithm is so good. They 
get you, man. They get, they know exactly what I want to watch and they will hold me hostage past the hour mark when you get that video of people like, hey, you should probably stop scrolling, go outside. And then I'll scroll right past that one and keep scrolling and continue to feel inadequate and continue to feel lonely. We're not doing that anymore. So I am pleased to report that over, you know what? I'm going to look at my screen time right now. I'm going to look at my screen time. Hold up. Okay, I looked at my screen time and I am pleased to report that I have only been on TikTok 36 minutes this week, okay? If you could see my screen time from several weeks ago, you would see that I had been on TikTok over an hour every day and that's a problem. That's a problem. There's no reason for me to be spending that much time on social media if I am posting stories or something on the podcast Instagram or I'm engaging on that particular account, that's different, right, to me because I am working on building my community and my social media presence with that particular account and with that in mind. But if I'm just mindlessly scrolling on TikTok, I'm literally gaining nothing. I'm getting nothing out of this except for feeling lonely and inadequate, right? So if you're like me, And the more time you spend on social media, the worse you feel. Just avoid it. Avoid it entirely. I have been on all of my social medias total two hours this week. That is a dramatic improvement. And you know what's funny is I feel like I pick up my phone and the first thing I do is open Instagram, even if I was literally going to check my calendar. What what's that about? It's a problem. (laughs) I should not do that. So if you are sitting at home alone and you're like, I'm going to have a self-care day, whatever, and then you pick up your phone and you're scrolling on Instagram or scrolling on TikTok and you're like, man, now I feel really lonely. Notice the correlation. Notice that being on social media is what caused your loneliness. You're not lonely because you're alone. Being alone is not being lonely. Being lonely is feeling that you are missing something. And social media has this really annoying ability to be able to make you feel like you're missing something that you're not. You're not missing anything. You are whole the way that you are. This is my final tip for how to be alone without feeling lonely. And it's going to sound like real simple. Spend some time in the sun. Sounds really simple, right? But when I tell you that I will be feeling like the world's trash in my bedroom, which is completely blacked out, by the way. No light gets in there. Amazing for sleepy time. Not so good in the morning. Just get up out of the bed and go stand outside. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go for a walk. You don't have to like do the whole ritual of getting ready, making your coffee. No. Walk outside and stand in the sun for minimum three minutes. Even though it is 1 million degrees outside in Texas right now, the sun always makes me feel better because the sun like refreshes my perspective on life. I think it's like a probably a vitamin deficiency, honestly, but I am certain I'm not the only one. Going outside, being in the sun will dramatically change your perspective on if you are actually lonely. All of this is not to say that we should completely avoid human contact, right? We, we as humans are social creatures. But I do think that mastering the ability to be alone without needing anyone else 
is an amazing skill to have. I think people can either inspire you or they can drain you. And for me, when I learned to be alone without feeling lonely, I realized that it is so important to be intentional about who you allow into your orbit because those people will contribute to your life whether you think they do or not. If they are draining you, you will see that in aspects of your life. If you are seeking this this validation or this companionship that you don't actually need from people just because they happen to be there and they're filling the space because you're feeling lonely, you're going to end up with a lot of people in your life that you're like, how did this happen? Like, why are why am I even friends with these people? Because they were there when you were feeling lonely. So mastering this skill, in my opinion, is one of the best things that I have done for myself. I feel, <laughs> it sounds crazy, and maybe it's not because I'm super introverted, but I feel free. I don't feel like I have to be like the people I see on social media. Even though, like, let's be honest, social media, not great for my mental health, 100% of the time makes me feel bad in one way or another. But I see people like going out and partying and going to clubs and doing whatever. And I'm just like, that's awesome for you, but I genuinely don't need that. And I don't want that, right? And I think that being able to be alone lets you decide what you actually like. I do not like going to bars. I do not like going to clubs. Like it's not, that's not me at all right? Invite me out for food, a movie, a walk. Like I am all about all of those activities and I'm not going to go to a club or to a bar because I'm feeling lonely because I don't, I don't really feel that. And if I do get hit with a wave of loneliness, I'm able to then identify, okay, so why am I feeling like that? Oh, I've been on TikTok for three hours today. Hmm. It's probably that. You know what I mean? Versus, oh my God, I need to like go out right now and I need to fix this. I need to go find someone to fill this hole for me. And it's just, I don't need that. I am complete the way that I am. And you are complete the way that you are. But it's all about believing that and learning this skill and honing that that muscle. It's not easy. But genuinely, one of the most rewarding things that I have ever done, especially as an introvert. And so, on that note, we are about at the end of our time together this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I always love talking to my best friends and my introverties. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. To stay up to date and even participate in future episodes, follow the podcast on Instagram at your so quiet pod, Y O U R E, so quiet pod. That's all for now. Okay, love you. Bye.